0: Good Morning Fabcasters This is our bar with the Drive Time I'm on the trail And I'm doing this morning This thing That many churches have Called the Stations of the Cross Now I, I As I'm on this retreat I'm learning This is one thing that God's doing in my life Is I'm learning to appreciate What other denominations offer And I'm also learning to appreciate Friendships I have With, with people who have a different faith Than I have And I think Tim Keller said it best. He said, he's a Presbyterian pastor in New York. He said, I think God's going to reach the world through more than just the Presbyterian church. And so I say amen to that. And I'm learning to embrace uh, just different, different aspects of different denominations of the Christian faith, if you will. So this is one of them. And the Stations of the Cross... Are, uh, you'll see them in Catholic churches, Episcopalian churches, all different types of churches but there are different ways on which a person can go walk through what Jesus went through on, on the Via Dolorosa, the, the road of, of suffering. You'll see this in Jerusalem as well. but the first station here I'm, and, I'm, and it's this one at the Shrine Mount is beautiful. It, it goes it's this trail. It goes all the way to the top of this mountain and for each one there's there's a prayer there's a description of what station it is and then um, it goes all the way to the top 14 stations station one Jesus is condemned to death we adore you O Christ and we bless you because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world as soon as it was morning, the chief priests with the elders and scribes and the whole council held a consultation. And they bound Jesus and led him away and delivered him to Pilate. And they all condemned him and said, He deserves to die. When Pilate heard these words, he brought Jesus out and sat down on the judgment seat at a place called the pavement, but in Hebrew, Gabatha. Then he handed Jesus over to them to be crucified. God did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all. Let us pray. Almighty God, whose most dear son went up not to joy, but first he suffered pain and entered not into glory before he was crucified, mercifully grant we, walking in the way of the cross, may find it none other than the way of life and peace. Through Jesus Christ, your son, our Lord, amen. Holy God, holy and mighty, holy, immortal one, have mercy on us. So now we walk to the second station. And as I walk, um, another thing I'm learning in this retreat is uh, the graciousness that needs to take place in the midst of community. So we begin at recession here. Uh, The leaders say, is there anything to share? Does anybody have anything they want to share with the group and reflect on? And it's a gracious tone. And then when when there are things that they want to bring up, they say, "Let's, let's share about what needs to be let go in order for you to be fully present here. That's what they said on day one. But everything they've said like that, it, it's, they've, they've caveated it with, don't feel like you have to share if it's too personal, so the first thing I'm thinking about, because, you know, I'm a freedom junkie, is, wait a minute, there is no, there's nothing too personal, we should, we shouldn't say that, we should, we should tell people just say it anyways, but, come on. oh, my are but they've been gracious, and that's one thing that I need to do, is to be more gracious in the midst of community. Because my attitude has been increasingly over the past, oh, just at least a year, is you need freedom, I need freedom, so be free. But when I get home, my attitude's gonna be different. It's gonna be, look, if you don't wanna share, that's, that's fine. Because God is always ready for people to come to freedom But people aren't always there. And God is so gracious, He allows them to be there wherever they are. Station number two, here we go. Jesus takes up His cross. We adore you, O Christ, and we bless you. Because by your holy cross, you have redeemed the world. Jesus went out bearing His own cross to the place called the Place of a Skull, which is called in Hebrew, Golgotha. Although He was a son He learned obedience through what he suffered. Like a lamb, he was led to the slaughter. And like a sheep before its shears is mute, so he opened not his mouth. Worthy is the lamb who was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. The Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. For the transgression of my people, he was stricken. Let us pray. Almighty God, whose beloved Son willingly endured the agony and shame of the cross for our redemption, give us courage to take up our cross and follow him, who lives and reigns forever and ever, amen. Holy God, holy and mighty, holy and one, have mercy on us. That second station is called Jesus accepts his cross. Whenever Jesus would run into people, um, at least a few times, and they wanted they wanted, to, um, wanted to talk to Him or something like that, He would tell them to take up their cross and follow Him. And that was a requirement for discipleship. So if we want to be disciples of, of Jesus... Um, we have to take up our cross and follow him. I'm not sure, I'm not fully sure what that means, but it's, it sounds difficult. It sounds excruciating. I mean, a, a cross is a, is, a, is a large piece of wood with splinters, and it's heavy, and it's cumbersome, and I got to bring that everywhere in order to be his disciple? If there's a distinction to make, I think this is a good one. If salvation is a free gift um, and discipleship is costly, then salvation and discipleship can't be the same thing. So I have to make a distinction between being saved and being a disciple. If I equate the two, then in order to be saved, I'll have to carry a cross everywhere, drag it around. And that's a lot of work. All right, station number three. Third station, Jesus falls for the first time. And by this distance too, I would have fell too. Okay. We adore you, O Christ, and we bless you. Because your holy cross, you have redeemed the world. Christ Jesus though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself, taking the form of a servant, and was born in human likeness. And being found in human form, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even death on a cross. Therefore God exalted him and bestowed on him the name which is above every name. Come, let us bow down and bend the knee and kneel before the Lord our Maker, for He is the Lord our God. Surely He has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Let us pray. O God, you know us to be set in the midst of so many and great dangers, that by reason of the frailty of our nature, we cannot always stand upright. So grant us strength and protection as may support us in all dangers and carry us through all temptations. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, amen. Holy God, holy and mighty, holy and mortal one, have mercy upon us. Third station, Jesus falls for the first time. So what I noticed about that one, I'm actually going to run fast here because I'll catch up with my wife. She's on the trail as well. Uh, what I noticed about that is that was a Bible verse. It was Philippians 2, the, the hymn in Philippians 2 but it didn't mention the verse. You know why I love that? Because I'm learning to use the word without talking about it. So if someone, if I had a gun and I don't, nothing wrong with a gun, but I just, I just don't. But if someone broke into my house and I had a gun and uh, I wouldn't be talking about the gun to the robber, I wouldn't say, come here, man. Let me show you my receipt says you here uh, Smith and Wesson and I want to show you the bullets Th- that would just be foolish. If needed I would just squeeze. I would squeeze the trigger and and deter the threat. If need be eliminate the threat. but I would use the weapon. I think the trap that a lot of Christians fall into nowadays is they feel they need to quote some sort of Bible verse. I, I would just say, just use it. W- why not? Yeah. Why not just use the verse? I was talking to a Muslim friend of mine. And I said, you know, I think I've mentioned this before. I said, I I think, listen, listen, friend. I think we're saved by grace. He said, yeah. I said, yeah, and through faith yeah, and it's not of works. Um, otherwise, I would brag about it. He said, yeah, I like that. Okay. Now, if you're a Christian and you know where I got that, then amen. You see, I just that's me using a verse without talking about it. Okay, here we go. Station number four. Jesus meets his afflicted mother. We adore you, O Christ, and we bless you because your holy cross you have redeemed the world. To what can I I liken you? To what can I compare you, O daughter of Jerusalem? What likeness can I use to comfort you, O virgin daughter of Zion? For the vast as the sea is your ruin. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. The Lord will be your everlasting light and your days of mourning shall be ended. That's beautiful, that's a, that's a woodpecker. That's a sword will pierce your own soul also and fill your heart with bitter pain. Let us pray. O oh God who willed that in the passion of your son a sword of grief should be, pierce the soul of the blessed Virgin Mary, his mother. Mercifully grant that your church, having shared in the joys of his resurrection, who lives and reigns forever and ever. Amen. Holy God, holy and mighty, holy immortal one, have mercy upon us. And as we, as we did this one yesterday, we couldn't imagine seeing our son. Mom well, I couldn't imagine seeing her son on a on a road to suffering like that. But Jesus always comforts, he always comforts those who are suffering. And that's a suffering that only a mother could understand. So, as a father, up oh, here's, here's Jabar. Hello. I'm getting lost. <laughs> All right. Go to this station. All right. This is Station Five. Simon of Cyrene is forced to help Jesus. Fifth station: the cross is laid on Simon of Cyrene, and it says, "We adore you, O Christ, and we bless you, because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world." As they led Jesus away, they came upon a man of Cyrene and laid on him the cross to carry it behind Jesus. Quote, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Whoever does not bear his own cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, whose blessed Son came not to be, to be served, but to serve, bless all who, following in His steps, give themselves to the service of others, that with wisdom, patience, and courage, they may minister in His name to the suffering, the friendless, and the needy. For the love of Him who laid down His life for us, your Son, our Savior, Christ, amen. Holy God, Holy and mighty, holy immortal one, have mercy upon us. Okay. That was station five. Simon of Cyrene is forced to help Jesus. All right, we're going to skip to six right now. Station six. A woman wipes the face of Jesus. We adore you, O Christ, and we bless you because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world. We have seen him without beauty or majesty, with no looks to attract our eyes. He was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And as one from whom men hide their faces, he was despised and we esteemed him not. His appearance was so marred beyond human semblance and and his form beyond that of the children of men. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that made us whole. And with his stripes we are healed. Restore us, O God of hosts. Show us the light of your countenance and we shall be saved. Let us pray. O God, who before the passion of your only begotten Son revealed his glory, upon the holy mountain, grant to us that we, beholding by faith the light of his countenance, may be strengthened to bear our cross and be changed into his likeness from glory to glory. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Holy God, holy and mighty, holy immortal one, have mercy upon us. That's awesome. That's another verse. Don't know where it is, but don't care because it's... It's truth. You hear that now? There's a rooster. Sun's coming up. Jesus wasn't a pretty person. Um, someone that stood out. It says that he would have blended in. There was nothing that stood out where, where he looked like a King Saul or a Solomon or maybe even a David or a Joseph. Joseph was definitely good looking. Um, I'm not sure that I'm not sure that it's much of a that it's it's total blessing to stand out now, now some people have you know like King Saul definitely stood out and Joseph definitely stood out he drew Potiphar's wife she was attracted to him but Jesus didn't do that and I think if someone has been been blessed with looking looking different, um, they have to see themselves as their identity in Christ rather than how they how they look. Otherwise, it could be very dangerous. All right, that's what I had for that station seven. Jesus falls for a second time. We adore you, O Christ, and we bless you because your holy cross you have redeemed the world. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and he was afflicted. Yet he opened his mouth not. For the transgression of my people was he stricken. But as for me, I am a worm and no man, scorned by all and despised by the people. Let us pray. Almighty and and ever-living God, in your tender love for the human race, you sent your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, to take upon him our nature and to suffer death upon the cross, giving us the example of his great humility. Mercifully grant that we may walk in the way of his suffering and also share in his resurrection, who lives and reigns forever and ever. Amen. Holy God, holy and mighty. Holy, immortal one, have mercy upon us. And this is station number seven. Jesus falls for a second time. So much good in here. I don't, let's see, what do I wanna focus on here? Well, the first thing that comes to my mind is that uh, he gives us the great example of his humility, but more than that, Jesus goes to the cross because of his obedience to the Father. He wants to please the Father. grant that we may walk in the way of his suffering also and share in his resurrection Um, the more and more I think about the story of Jesus on the cross I do I want to confess that I do waver and I go man I wonder if this really happened and then I come back and then I come back full circle to, to there's no other there's no other story in history that's more documented than this and just because technology and and culture and society has has tried to, to look away. It's sort of like an elephant in the room. It's like, dude, it's there. and You got to deal with it. And C.S. Lewis probably said it best. Jesus is either a liar, a lunatic, or the Lord. And you have to, you have to make a decision on which one you believe him to be. So with that, that's the basis for me. To live my life in the resurrection of Christ like one day I I was feeling angry and I text my boys and and Nicholas said may you love with the power that comes from the resurrection that's that's how my friends and I talk so we can get to the root of every problem here all right station number eight Jesus meets the woman of Jerusalem Jesus meets the woman of Jerusalem. We adore you, O Christ, and we bless you, because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world. There followed after Jesus a great multitude of people, and among them were women who bewailed and lamented him. But Jesus, turning to them, said, Daughters of Jerusalem, do not weep for me, but weep for yourselves and for your children. Those who sowed with tears will reap with songs of joy. Let us pray. Teach your church, O Lord, to mourn the signs of which it is guilty and to repent and forsake them that by your pardoning grace the results of our iniquities may not be visited upon our children and our children's children through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Holy God, holy and mighty, holy immortal one, have mercy upon us. Station number eight. I love how Jesus frequently Breaks the cultural norms by interacting and speaking to women, and as a as a healed and restored sexist, I want to follow that example. There used to be a time where I said, "I'm not going to listen to no teaching by by a female," and I can't believe when I look back, I can't believe I had that kind of thought. But I can believe it because that's how pride works. It starts to destroy and say, "You're not going to teach me," but No more, be like Jesus. Ninth station, Jesus falls for the third time. We adore you, O Christ, and we bless you because your holy cross you have redeemed the world. I am the man who has seen affliction under the rod of his wrath and he has driven and brought me into darkness without any light. He has besieged me and enveloped me with bitterness and tribulation. He has made me dwell in darkness like the dead of long ago. Though I call and cry for help, he shuts out my prayer. He has made my teeth grind on gravel and made me cower in ashes. Remember, O oh Lord, my affliction and bitterness, the wormwood and gall. He was like a lamb led to slaughter. And like sheep that before its shears is mute, so he opened not his mouth. Let us pray. O oh God, by the passion of your blessed Son, you made an instrument of shameful death to be for us the means of life grant us so to glory in the cross that we may gladly suffer shame and loss for the sake of your son our savior Jesus Christ amen holy God holy and mighty holy immortal one have mercy upon us station number nine Jesus falls so right here it says it may the instrument of shameful death to be for us the means of life how okay let's make sense of this religious language here how can the cross be a way of life? Okay, so that's just not some religious saying that we are. just repeat it. The cross as the way of life means that everything I do is seen through the lens of the power of the resurrected Christ who was crucified and raised from the dead. So, for example, when I feel angry, and, and when I feel angry towards my, my children, like, why aren't you listening to me? Right? So every every parent now, can, I got your attention. When there's that feeling, it's because Christ resurrected from the dead, because he was crucified, not only did he pay for this anger that I'm feeling and this sin towards innocent children who have three-year-old offenses and six-year-old offenses and eight-year-old offenses, right? But I can extend the love and grace and mercy from God through me because of the cross. And I can choose it every time now. That's that's life, that's, cru- that's dying to myself. Dying to myself means I know how I feel, but I'm gonna die to myself because this has been paid for. I don't have to do this anymore. So love can flow through me now. Isn't that amazing? Station number 10. Jesus is stripped of his garments. Oh, gosh, that's that's horrible. We adore you, O Christ, and we bless you. Because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world. When they came to the place called Golgotha, which means place of the skull, they offered him wine to drink, mingled with gall. But when he tasted it, he could not drink it and they divided his garments among them, casting lots. This was to fulfill the scripture which says, they divided my garments among them. They cast lots for my clothing. They gave me gall to eat, and when I was thirsty, they gave me vinegar to drink. Let us pray. Lord God, whose blessed Son, our Savior, gave his body to be whipped and his face to be spit upon. Give us grace to accept joyfully the sufferings of the present time, confident of the glory that shall be revealed through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Holy God, holy and mighty, holy immortal one, have mercy upon us. Yesterday, uh, my professor said, someone asked him one time if Jesus knows what it's like to be um, sexually abused, molested. And his answer was yes. So, of course, he got the attention of all of us there. And he goes, oh, yeah, he was. Look at the cross. So all the Hollywood pictures and movies depict that he's still wearing clothes in the cross, but, I mean, if if the story is true and, they, and they, they stripped him of his garments, it sounds like he was naked and humiliated. I and mean, they had nothing to lose, right? So... Anyone's ever been helpless? Maybe you were intoxicated, and someone took off your clothes and just humiliated and violated you. Jesus can understand, he can empathize and sympathize. He stripped him. Station 11. Jesus is nailed to the cross. We adore you, O Christ, and we bless you, because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world. When they came to the place which is called the Skull. There they crucified him. And with him they crucified two criminals, one on the right and the other on the left, and Jesus between them. And the scripture was fulfilled, which says he was numbered with the transgressors. They pierced my hands and my feet. They stare and gloat over me. Let us pray. Lord Jesus Christ, you stretched out your arms of love on the hard wood of the cross that everyone might come within the reach of your saving embrace. So clothe us in your spirit that we, reaching forth our hands in love, may bring those who do not know you to the knowledge and love of you. For the honor of your name, amen. Holy God, holy and mighty, holy immortal one, have mercy upon us. This is, uh... That's intense. Uh to be nailed to the cross. When I think of the cross, it's it was a death penalty. And at that time, the Romans, I mean, they would torture people up there. Jesus was on the cross for hours, six hours. Whether or not they drove the nail through his wrists or his hands, um, <laughs> it don't matter. It, a painful experience what I noticed in the Bible is through all that physical pain through, through being whipped and skin, the flesh torn off his back he didn't it didn't say that he cried until he was on the cross and God forsook him and then he cried and then the most excruciating pain that he ever experienced wasn't physical, it was being forsaken by God. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And guess what God said back? Nothing. Because he was forsaken. Totally abandoned. Left. Because he took on the sins of the world. Meaning he knows what it's like to be you. Jesus died on the cross as if he personally paid for all of my mistakes, mess-ups, evil and offensive things, violations of other people, he paid. And then he died, which is the 12th station. Jesus dies on the cross. We adore you, O Christ, and we bless you. Because of your holy cross, you have redeemed the world. When Jesus saw his mother and the disciples whom he loved standing near, he said to his mother, Woman, behold your son. Then he said to the disciple, Behold your mother. And when Jesus had received the vinegar, he said, It is finished. And then crying with a loud voice, he said, Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. And he bowed his head and handed over his spirit. Christ for us became obedient unto death even death on the cross. There you go. See that obedience again? Let us pray. O God, for who our, our redemption gave your only begotten Son to death of the cross, and by his glorious resurrection delivered us from the power of our enemy, grant us so to die daily to sin. Amen. That we may evermore live with him in the joy of his resurrection, who lives and reigns now and forever. Amen. Holy God, holy and mighty. Holy mortal one, have mercy upon us. So I noticed that Jesus said the words, when he said the words, it is finished, I noticed he was still alive. So if the work of salvation was finished on the cross and Jesus was still living, maybe he didn't have to physically die to, to fulfill that prophecy I don't know, food for thought he was still alive maybe the sins were paid um, the moment the moment that uh, all the sins were on him and he spiritually died don't know food for thought in any case that, that station reminds me again to live in light of the resurrected Christ, so this whole thing's about right, and and nobody can nobody can disagree with this. That they feel crazy sometimes, and that craziness is linked to selfishness, thinking the world's about them. It's linked to all kinds of things that need to be nailed to the cross. Isn't it amazing how relevant this is. Thirteenth uh, station. 13th station. The body of Jesus is placed in the arms of his mother. We adore you, O Christ, and we bless you, because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world. All who pass by behold and see if there's any sorrow like my sorrow. My eyes are spent with weeping. My soul is in tumult. My heart is poured out in grief because of the downfall of my people. Do not call me Naomi, which means pleasant. Call me Mara, which means bitter. For the Almighty has dealt very bitterly with me. Her tears run down her cheeks, and she has none to comfort her. Let us pray. Lord Jesus Christ, by your death you took away the sting of death. Grant to us, your servants, so to follow in faith where you have led the way, that we may at length fall asleep peacefully in you and wake up in your likeness. For your tender mercy's sake, amen. <coughs> holy God, holy and mighty, holy immortal one, have mercy upon us. You know, when I sneeze, some people say, bless you. I did look that one up. That's a Roman Catholic tradition where the, the Pope at the time believed when a person sneezed that his soul was departing his body. So he would say bless you. I mean so so then I've I've since I don't, I don't say bless you. But um, there's nothing wrong with that. Alright. Man, we're coming up to the 14th station. And so at the top of this shrine mountain here, there's a tower and there's a cross on it. And what I'll do is I'll get to the foot of the cross. And I'll say, I I lay down my burdens right here. That I can, I I no longer have to struggle with anything, with any issues of my heart. I no longer need to struggle with loving people, (laughs) those closest to me. I can be patient and extend grace now. When I come down this mountain, may my hands only be loving hands. May they only give tender touch. To my children, to my wife, to to people, may my eyes be loving because of this. Here's the 14th station. Jesus is laid in the tomb. We adore you, O Christ, we bless you, because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world. When it was evening, there came a rich man from Arimathea named Joseph, who also was a disciple of Jesus. He went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. Then Pilate ordered it to be given to him, and Joseph took the body, wrapped it in a clean linen shroud, and laid it in his own tomb, which he had honed in the rock. And he rolled a great stone to the door of the tomb. And it says, You will not abandon me to the grave, nor let your Holy One see corruption. Let us pray. O God, your blessed Son was laid in a tomb in a garden and rested on the Sabbath day. Grant that we who have been buried with him in the waters of baptism may find perfect rest in his eternal kingdom where he lives and reigns forever and ever, amen. Holy God, holy and mighty, holy immortal one, have mercy upon us. This is rich. Grant we who have been buried with him, okay, the word baptism is the original Greek word baptizo. It means to dip or immerse. And the Greeks use it in the first century as to be identified. So baptism is an identification thing. The the, the Spartans would dip their swords in blood. The word used for dip there is baptizo. They would identify their, their sword with the blood. When we're baptized in in the Lord Jesus Christ we are identified in him so Martin Luther German reformer when he would feel attack from the enemy he would say he would say I think it's devil or Satan one of those he would say I'm baptized that was his word to being attacked by the enemy I'm baptized in Christ meaning my identity is in Christ I don't have to do anything you want me to do so now i will go to the top of this tower and pray and call it a day if Abcast does okay oh my goodness the, i can see the sun coming over the horizon here i can see the dew coming through the through the trees here oh man getting queasy here it's getting high so beautiful the foot of the cross father thank you for sending your son to die on the cross he didn't want to do it he asked that there would be another way he said may this cup pass but not my will but your will be done so I follow that example I follow that example of doing everything in life to please you not caring what man thinks what people think but only pleasing you. Lord, may my hands be hands of gracious touch. And from this day forward, may my hands be be extensions of your hands. And Lord, my kids are on my heart right now. May May my words and my hands only be gracious, loving touch. May my wife, may my wife be sanctified by the washing of water through the word Through me. So, Lord, I lay all these things down at the foot of the cross and receive reminders daily of what you have done and the implications for that in my life. Lord, you are in the business of forgiveness and I receive your forgiveness. I receive your forgiveness. The moment I confess all my sins, I will receive and thank you for your forgiveness and carry on. Thank you, Father.